light of the Spirit is shining in you. The light of the Spirit is shining in me. The light of the Spirit is shining within. How blessed we must be. The light of the Spirit is shining in you. The light of the Spirit is shining in me. The light of the Spirit is shining within. How blessed we must be. everybody. I'm Sarah Tinker, retired uh, minister with our Kensington Unitarians community and here we are once again for our virtual Sunday morning gathering here on Zoom. Reaching out and connecting with you wherever you are, however you're feeling today um, and whatever is going on in your life for you at this moment. That word connection it's what it's all about, isn't it? But we're living, aren't we, through, through a time when, because of the global pandemic, we're still having to think more carefully about how we connect with others. And yet our lives are inextricably linked, inextricably connected, as this service will be exploring. Our theme today, it combines a shout out for the start of Refugee Week here in the UK, and it's an online version of our Unitarian tradition of a flower communion. And I'll say more about those later on. But first, a warm hello to all of those of you gathering on Zoom, as well as a greeting to those of you who are listening on a podcast or watching a video of this service sometime in the future. If you are with us on Zoom right now, then please join in at a level that feels right for you. It's fine just to sit back and switch off your video if that's more restful for you. There's no need to join in in any active way, although there are some chances to speak and sing if you want at several points in this gathering. It's simply your presence here in community this morning is what matters most. There's some opening words now by Richard Gilbert to help us settle into this moment. He writes, we bid you welcome, who come with weary spirit seeking rest, who come with troubles that are too much for you, who come hurt and afraid. We bid you welcome, who come with hope in your heart, who come with anticipation in your step, who come proud and joyous. We bid you welcome, who are seekers of a new faith, who come to probe and explore, who come to learn. We bid you welcome, who enter this space as a homecoming, who have found here room for your spirit, who find in this space and this people a community. Whoever you are, whatever you are, 
wherever you are in life, we bid you welcome. So let's take a moment to get a sense of, of what it might mean for each of us to be welcomed for who we are, just as we are. No need to pretend, no need to put on appearances, able for this time to just be ourselves, making this time for our own thoughts, opening ourselves to insights. Let's take a moment to to get a sense of what it is we might most need this morning. This simple flame, it reminds us that we are part of the worldwide community of Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists. This chalice flame, it's got a proud heritage. And it reminds us that there are issues in life worth standing up for. That justice and liberty might be available to all the world over. That all people of the world might experience being welcomed just as they are. So let's bring all of this now into a time of reflection and prayer. Let's make ourselves as comfortable as we can. Do whatever it is that you do to align yourself with that which guides you in your living. God of your heart, your understanding, the ground of your very being. It's good to turn inwards. In a week filled with news again of human beings like us trying to move from one part of the world to another and meeting so many hardships along the way. Let us pray for all people who have had to leave their homes for any reason. All displaced persons. All refugees. All asylum seekers, all who migrate. It will be hard for some of us to imagine what it is like to feel the need to leave one country and seek refuge in a new life in another. Those of us who are blessed with homes of comfort and safety, we can at least give thanks for the privileges of our lives. And we know that there are some among us who are far from home. So let's think of all those currently away from their home with love and with commitment to help all people feel welcome here in our church community. The issue of refugees and displaced people is a concern throughout our world. So let us pray for the lawmakers and enforcers who have such a difficult task. Well, may they be blessed always with compassion in their words and in their actions. 
May they never forget that they too might find themselves without a home and in danger at some time. When the words economic migrant are used to describe people that some developed countries are trying to shut out, may we have the humility and the grasp of history required to remind us that our good fortune is based entirely on our ancestors moving about the earth to seek better conditions for themselves and for their offspring, us. May our world community find ever new creative ways to help one another and to overcome the problems that cause people to leave their homes. Economic uncertainty and inequality, hatred and oppression, warfare, hunger and shortage of water. Oh, let us be people who rise to the challenge and keep searching of humane ways to resolve complex issues. In particular this day, let's focus our attention on places in our world where life is so difficult. I'm thinking of the, the Horn of Africa, Ethiopia and Eritrea, and the land known as Tigray between them, where, where Famine is once again rearing its hungry head. In Mozambique, where people are fleeing their homes to escape insurgents. In Palestine, where so many people have lost so very much. And in our own lives, let us never slip into complacency in our thinking, but rather be ever grateful for that which we have. Ever attentive to the lives of others living around us, doing what we can, however small, to make this world of ours ever more just, more humane, more compassionate, a friendlier and more beautiful home for all. May we work that this may be so for the greater good of all. To that aspiration, let us all say, if we so wish, Amen. And so there's a chance to uh, sing a hymn now. The words are going to appear on our screens and we'll all be muted so you can sing out loud if you wish or just enjoy listening. Both the hymns that we're going to sing today were recorded at our church service back in 2017. So if you were with us that day, you might hear yourself rustling, coughing or even singing tunefully. These words that we're going to sing were written by Lena Cockroft, who was for a long time a minister in Northern Ireland with one of the NSPCI churches. NSPCI stands for the Non-Subscribing Presbyterian Church of Ireland, and they have a proud and an interesting history as a liberal, non-credal denomination like us, Unitarians. And one of their current ministers, Chris Hudson, 
is very involved in quiet work behind the scenes to ensure that the Irish peace process continues. that wasn't our congregation singing but probably the Unitarian Music Society in which case thank you very much to them for that recording. We're going to in a moment have um, some words on the screen in front of us. It's um, a flower communion liturgy. It's written um, by Amy Zucker Morgenstern and uh, we're going to invite you, you could say all the words or the words in italic, whatever works for you. Do feel free to read along with this. Amy Zucker-Morgenstern is a Unitarian Universalist, minister in the States and uh, a good friend of our congregation, a flower communion liturgy. Each of us is a flower with a delicate beauty uniquely our own. We may be like sunflowers, turning always towards the light. May our lives bloom like the flowers. We may be like night blooming cereus, only displaying our fragrant petals when it is dark and we think no one can see. May our lives bloom 
like the flowers. We may be hothouse flowers, far from our native lands, cautiously tended within a harsh and unfamiliar climate. May our lives bloom like the flowers. We may be grey-headed like dandelions, eager to launch the new generation with the first strong gust of wind, past our own bright youth, but ready to pass our wisdom on in precious gossamer-carried seeds. May our lives bloom like the flowers. Some of us sometimes spring up overnight and fade in the hot glare. May our lives bloom like the flowers. Some of us sometimes are roses, slowly assembling petal after tightly wrapped petal and revealing our full glory only when everything is in place. May our lives bloom like the flowers. Sometimes we are roadside weeds. Sometimes we are roadside weeds, lovelinesses bursting improbably from the dust and debris. May our lives bloom like the flowers. May we offer our beauty with the simplicity of flowers, expecting no recognition, hoping for nothing, giving out of what we are and knowing it is enough. May our lives bloom like the flowers. Amen. And our gathering, our gathering today is a celebration of flowers and it's reminding us of a yearly ritual held in many Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities around the world known as the Flower Communion. Now this ritual was uh, created, as I know some of you know, in the 1930s by Norbert Chapek. He was minister with the Prague Unitarian community in what was then Czechoslovakia. People were asked to bring a flower to church on that particular Sunday, place them in a shared bowl, and at the end of the service they'd leave with a flower different from the one that they'd brought with them. A bunch of flowers in a vase, a bunch of people in a church, or on a Zoom screen even. Chapek's Flower Communion, it's a simple and effective reminder for a church community. It is made up of individuals, each with our unique characteristics, and together, well, together creating something quite beautiful, and something that is more than the sum of its parts. So, I invite you to take that idea of individual flowers coming together into a shared bunch now in, into our time of meditation. So you might want to get yourselves in a comfy position now where you can relax for six minutes or so. After a few words from me, um, that will lead into three minutes of silence with our usual chalice flame quietly there for us to focus on if we want to and then that silence will end with piano music peter uh peter crockford our pianist he's taken eric sarti's troisième nopedie 
at a gentle pace. Um, and I think that might help to settle us further. And on the screen, we're going to see a slideshow of flowers put together for us by Jane Blackhall. So feel free to switch off your video for this section if you prefer. Close your eyes or soften your gaze. Take one of those lovely settling breaths that go deep down into the belly. And as you release the breath, you might release some of the tension that all of us store. Seize those, those muscles in our shoulders and our backs. Allow the tension in our face to drop a little bit. Let's use this as a time when we can let go. Let's simply be who we are. And rest a while in quietness. As we enter the fellowship of silence together now.
Well, thank you, Jane, for putting that wonderful slideshow together. Um, wow, the wonderful things, aren't they? And so very diverse. Um, I'm going to uh, start this address with a reading that I suspect I've used probably every year for the last 15 years. So some people in the congregation might recognize it, but it's helped me over the years. Um, I wonder if it speaks to you today. It's from Ram Dass. And Ram Dass wrote, when you go out into the woods and you look at trees, you see all these different trees and some of them are bent and some of them are straight and some of them are evergreens and some of them are whatever. And you look at the tree and you allow it. You see why it is the way it is. You sort of understand that it didn't get enough light and so it turned that way. And you don't get all emotional about it. You just allow it. You appreciate the tree. The minute you get near humans, you lose all that. And you're constantly saying, Oh, you're too this, or I'm too that. That judging mind comes in. And so, Ramdas writes, I practice turning people into trees, which means appreciating them just the way they are. Thank you, Ramdas, for those words. And what he's describing is, I think it's a vital aspect of choosing a, a spiritual approach to our living. Many people living in this world stick to their own tribe or family or nation or interest group or political party or football team. And the tendency then is, of course, to distrust the outsiders, the people who look or sound different from us, those whose views of the world are different from our own. I do believe that if we are truly to live our spiritual values, we have to take steps towards those people who are different from us, at least in our thinking. When we find ourselves judging and assessing others, which of course is the task that the human mind evolved to carry out, am I safe with this person, with this group? Are they a threat to me? If we're on a spiritual path, though, we'll, we'll get a little reminder from time to time, I think, a little reminder of the truth. We are one people, and we have to work on that oneness here, here in our own heads, in our, in our own habitual ways of thinking that need a shake-up from time to time. Norbert Chapek, who created the Flower Communion, he died in a Nazi prison, Dachau, in the Second World War. He could have stayed safe in America when war broke out, but he chose to go back to his congregation and he worked with others to bring Jewish refugees to places of safety. I suspect if Chapek were alive today, he'd point out to us that the rise in hatred and division that we are witnessing does have some parallel with Europe in the 1930s. I have these words written by journalist John George Monbio on my little notice board here. He wrote, Beware of anyone who describes a human being as something other than human being. Let me repeat that. George Monbiot wrote, Beware of anyone who describes a human being as something other than a human being. A quick look through some newspaper headlines will show us how the flames of fear and hatred 
are being found in this country of ours. Now, almost um, every year when we hold our flower communion, I quote words from Andrew Brown, our Unitarian minister in Cambridge, who says so much more clearly than I ever could, why the flower communion is a powerfully symbolic act. He says, taking a flower from this vase is not to engage in some pointless piece of nice, liberal, fluffy, bunny, stubborn nonsense, but to witness to your real intention to stand up to and face down the fascists, racists, religious and political bigots and extremists that are increasingly finding a place in our European societies. To take a flower is to signal your intention like Chapek to become watchmen and women standing on the crossroad warning people not to go back to barbarism and brutality and at the same time offering them a new way to be religious in our own age. Words from Andrew Brown, Minister in Cambridge. Here in Britain, in 2021, we have government ministers giving us textbook examples of what sociologists called othering, the describing of groups of people in such a way that they seem alien or separate from us. It's a remarkably effective technique and one that in truth we all use to define ourselves and our positions in the world. I've been doing it this week when I've made jokes about the G7 leaders who are meeting in Cornwall here in Britain at the moment. They have such important work to do together as leaders of some of the most powerful countries of the world. And I really do hope and pray that they'll make vital steps forward to seek resolution on some of the frighteningly serious problems of our time. But when I mock them in their dark suits standing on a Cornish beach, I am othering them. Now, my othering won't do much harm to them. But othering that comes from our government ministers in, is repeated on the front pages of so many different news media. Oh, that matters a great deal. Because that will affect how some people will think about other people, will affect how some people will treat other people in our society. The spiritual task then is for us all to return our thinking to our common humanity, shared with all people. If we're not saddened this week to hear of the body of a little 15 month old child being found finally on the coast of Norway, a child who drowned in the English Channel back in October last year with four other members of his family, Kurdish Iranians who had fled in the hope of finding a better life for themselves. If we're not saddened again by this news, then we have urgent work to do in our reclaiming of our humanity. That little boy was called Artan, and he was described by friend, family friends as a very happy little boy. It's because of lives cut short like Artan's that we need so need an image that includes us all, just one bunch of flowers, one human race, containing flowers, surprise, surprise, flowers we may not like, flowers we may rightly have concerns about, flowers we may fundamentally disagree with. But we're all in this vase of existence together, 
and our lives are lived at so very different levels of privilege. Now, now how should we live? Thinking, thinking about that task of living together, that's going to be my spiritual exercise for the week ahead. And perhaps you'd like to join in, me, in that with me. And since it is Refugee Week here in Britain, well, let's make an effort to read everything we can about refugees and about the richness that they bring to any society. Each and every one of us had an ancestor who migrated at some point. We are all in this story together. Amen. So there's a, another opportunity to sing a hymn now, but like all Unitarian activities, this one is optional. If you'd rather just read the words that are going to appear on the screen soon, that's fine. These words were written a few years back by a Unitarian ministry colleague, Bob Janice Dillon, and he wrote them specially for a flower communion service like ours today. As we sing, perhaps those of us who have a flower or plant with us can consider it as a, a single entity, knowing that it's part of the greater whole, the family of plants, so remarkably varied, all with different attributes. Or well, let's think of our favourite flowers or even our least favourite flowers, knowing that ours is a world that contains them all. So let this be our flower communion today.
to Bob Janice Dillon for writing that hymn. Um, it's time for some announcements now. My thanks, big thanks, go to John and Janine for all the focused background work of uh, hosting this Zoom service today. And thanks to our pianist, Peter Crockford. Um, it's, it's a real pleasure to spend time with you here today. Um, we'll be back again next week for a 10 a.m. service here on Zoom when Jane Blackall and Jeff Jones are planning a beautifully meditative service on the theme of wonder. I recommend it to you, particularly if you've never met Jeff before. We've got a busy week ahead um, with a concert uh, organized by, our, uh, by Abby Lurimier, our music scholar on Monday. That's both in person at church and on Zoom. And there's an in-person heart and soul, small gathering at church on Wednesday at 2 p.m. You need to book in advance for both the concert and heart and soul. Uh, you're also welcome to join us for the 2.30, no, 10.30 coffee morning on Tuesday. You can arrive unannounced for that. And our West London Green Spirit Group are holding a summer solstice gathering on Zoom next Monday evening, the 21st of June. Do come along to that. It's going to be really lovely. And details of all these events can be found in our weekly email or just ask me or Janine and we'll send them to you. Thank you all of you who've made a donation towards church running costs recently. Really much appreciated and it's helping to keep our particular work going out there in the world. Uh, and don't forget we have um, virtual coffee time to chat after the service if you'd like to join us. And we'd like to take a photo of you all as soon as the music ends at the end. So do stick around if you don't mind being in a photo. So we're going to uh, have some closing words in a moment followed by the classic tune, An English Country Garden. So I invite you to select gallery view now so that we can see one another in community. So here we are now. I know some people are holding their flowers up for everybody to see. I'm extinguishing, I'm extinguishing our chalice flame, but not the warmth of this community. I'm sending the light and the warmth of this candle out into the world that all lives might be feel blessed by a sense of safety and plenty and the joy of being welcomed. And may we who know such privileges in life never take them for granted, but Rather, fill ourselves with a sense of gratitude that spills out to be shared with others this day and all days of our lives. And may this be good, so the greater good. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be.